And now we move into the next book of the Tanakh, the book of Shoftim, Judges. It covers a span of about 300 years from the time the Jews arrived in the land until the establishment of the monarchy with King Saul and then two years later King David. It's a very fragmented leadership time. Um, the centralized leadership of Moshe and Yoshua is gone. And there's multiple ruling bodies for each tribe. It's very, very democratized, very, very decentralized. Now, it's a relatively interesting time. Some events that happen, nothing on a major, major scale. That's why most of us will not even know many, even one event or many events that happened during this time. But there are some hectic events as we will explore in this book. The Jewish people are not in the greatest state they've ever been in. Um, there's a quick downfall and moral uh, issues that take place as the Jews are now forming from a slave desert tribe to an independent, responsible for self nation. It's not a simple ride, it's a very bumpy ride. And these judges, some of them more influential, some of them less influential, um, struggle to lead the Jewish people. And because of the decentralization, very few of these judges are able to have incredible impact. So let's go into the tale. The Book of Judges. We start off with the status of the conquest of the land after the death of Yeshua. Not all tribes had completed their conquest of their inheritance. So Israel's commanded to establish an organized system in order to fulfill its obligation of taking over the land completely. At this stage, the Canaanite cities, which were far from united to begin with, accepted the rule of Israel. But Israel did not attempt to banish all the Canaanites, either because of the lack of will to do so, or due to the weakness of their isolated tribal units. As a result, many enclaves of Canaanites and villages remained in the land of Israel. By Yehiachri Moise Yeshua was after the death of Yeshua, the children of Israel asked Hashem, obviously through the Kohen Gadol, high priest, and they said, who of all the tribes will go up first against the Canaanites for us to make war against them? Since the nation no longer functioned in a single unit, the people wanted to know which tribe should begin to ask, the ask of purifying the land of their enemies. Hashem said, Yehuda, let him go. The tribe of Yehuda said to Shimon, his brother, the tribe of Shimon, come up with me to my portion and will make war against the Canaanites, and I too will go to you to your portion. Basically, let's have each other's back. Shimon went with him. Their geography was very close, if you remember from the book of Yeshua, as Shimon's portion was incorporated within the inheritance of Yehuda. Yehuda went up and initiated war, and Hashem delivered the Canaanites, Prezites, into their hands, and they, the men of Yehuda, smote them in the city of Bezek, where the battle was made, waged, a total of 10,000 men. They found the leader of the city, whose name was Adoni Bezek, and they made war against him, and he fled, and they pursued him, they seized him, and, uh, excuse the goriness, they severed his thumbs and big toe. 
This was done mainly to demean him, but also to prevent any possibility of effective countermeasures on his part. Adoni Bezik said 70 kings, which was 70 mayors, rulers of minor cities, with their thumb toes, with their thumbs and big toes severed, would gather morsels of food beneath my table. In other words, I myself had humbled 70 kings like this in this manner. As I did, so had God repaid me. In other words, he saw the, the, the justice in this. They brought him to Jerusalem and he died there. Now, Jerusalem was not a Jewish city yet, but uh, they led him there and so that's where he died. The children of Israel, the children of Yehuda made war against Jerusalem and they captured it, smothered by the sword and set the city on fire. Afterwards, the children of Yehuda went down to make war against the Canaanites, inhabitants of the highlands, the south and the lowlands, the areas under their control, and the Canaanites who reside in Hebron, and the giants who lived in the city, who we spoke about in the Chumash, Sheshai, Achiman, and Talmai, were all killed. The tribe of Yehuda went from there against the inhabitants of Devir, which was earlier known as Kiryat Sefer. Now Kalev, the leader of the tribe, who had received the city of Hebron and its area surrounding area as his private inheritance, said, He who smites Kiryat Sefer and captures it, I will give him Aksa, my, my daughter, as a wife. Atniel, the son of Kenaz, who was a great man and a mighty warrior, who was also Kalev's much younger stepbrother, um, captured it, and he married his niece, which is allowed according to Torah. Now, we already mentioned this story in the book of Yeshua, um, and now he just repeats it. It was when she arrived and met with Atniel, her new husband, that she urged him to request the field. You remember the story as well. A certain plot from the land of her father, and... Aksa took the initiative, she aligned from the donkey when she went to visit her father, went down on her knees, and Kalev said, what do you want? And she said, give me an extra blessing or a gift as you have given me the southern land, give me springs of so and sources of water. And he gave her the upper springs and lower springs, two springs in the region of Hebron.